Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I am your host, Carlo Gonzalez. Uh, You might know me from my other podcast, the Weekly Nightly Podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcast. You also probably know me from Twitter or Reddit. I'm at SumDude88. That's S-U-M-D-O-O-D-88. Go ahead and give me a follow and talk hockey with me on Twitter. But... I also want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. More of more on Locker Room later in the show. Uh, today is Friday. Uh, you'll be listening to this on Friday. Uh, game day. Uh, game three of the Vegas Golden Knights between the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, in the semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And in this episode, I want to talk about the, uh, what, once again, the, the theme of adversity uh, that I've been pre- uh, that I've been talking about this whole playoff series for the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights lost home ice advantage once again uh, on, on Montreal, kind of like what happened against Minnesota. I also wanted to talk about uh, some of the lineup uh, situations that the Golden Knights have. I talked about it a little bit last uh, episode and just some of the things that the Golden Knights need to do to uh, really jumpstart themselves in the first period because that's been the problem this uh, series, right? But first, Montreal. We They are expected to have 3,500 fans in the building it's not the 18,000 that Vegas have seen uh for pretty much most of the playoffs and it's not the I think it Colorado had 75 percent capacity and I believe Minnesota had about 50 percent at the time they they played there it's going to be a very different environment especially if you for for a few months for like two months now we've been so used to having a big crowd watching it in the Western Conference. Canada is finally starting to uh, go back to normal, as they as it were. Their their COVID numbers are going down, and they're allowing more fans to the building. I won't be surprised if they add even more fans in Game Four uh, on uh, on Sunday. Uh, it would be like 14, uh, 4,500 or something. But as for now, those fans in Montreal are hardcore longtime fans. They, they're the longest tenured franchise in, in NHL history. It, they were a hundred years old when the golden Knights first came. That's how old this franchise is. And that those fans, even though they are, they are only 3,500, they are, they will be heard. The golden Knights, biggest obstacle here is to silence that crowd they need to once again i've been pre we've preached this the last episode 
start strong. They have to, especially on the road. They need to play a good road game. Montreal played two really good road games, to be honest with you. Like, if you start early and really weather the storm uh, against a home team and really take that th- take the crowd out, that's what you want as a road team. This is more important uh, to start strong even, even more, especially if you're on the road, because the crowd is going to be a factor. They need to get the forwards involved. Uh, I they have di- they have disappeared this series. I don't know where the forwards are. The, the forwards have one goal this series. There's been two games. They've been, uh, the Golden Knights have scored six, and only one forward has scored a goal, and that's Matthias Janmark. The rest has been defensemen. One scored by Shea Theodore. One scored by uh, Alec Martinez. One scored by Nick Holden, and two by Alex Petrangelo, which uh, I want to talk about a little bit later. Uh, specifically Alex Petrangelo and his performance, but what I'm what I'm concerned about is the forwards, and they haven't really generated much. I talked about a few episodes ago where I we need to see the Mark Stone line, Max Pacioretty going back to his old stomping grounds, really need to come out and perform. We haven't seen that. The top six which the Golden Knights was supposed to have the the advantage on is has been is is has been non-existent to be honest with you the Carlson line was invisible last game the Stone line yeah they're missing Stevenson but they did create some stuff there Pacioretty Pacioretty hit the post and as except before could have changed the game vastly changed the game if you made that goal but they need to really dig deep and really figure out how to break through the Montreal defense. This team as a, uh, as a theme in this season, uh, this play postseason, what is resilient is it has heart. Montreal has it too. That's why Montreal has made it this far is because of how they played with a heart. Vegas needs to match that. They've played it against Minnesota and against Colorado and they've met their match of playing tough playing physically playing their heart out against Montreal they gotta show those guys that we want it more Vegas can't afford to overlook Montreal they can say the right things in on the media they beat every time they ask on they're asked on interviews post game and blah 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 they always say montreal's a good team whatever but they're not but they're not showing the respect on it on ice in my opinion they played harder against colorado than they did in montreal is it fatigue i don't think so because vegas did have that three days off before the series started so i don't know what's wrong they they number one they need stevenson back i don't know what the update is the pete was the was ask about it today uh he said he's he's day-to-day so that could mean anything but vegas really needs to dig deep and find that drive that they had against colorado vegas played better against colorado because i feel like in their head they had to because colorado was seen as the best team in the league and I, I'm not in that locker room. I'm not in their heads, but I'm just 
theorizing here, but maybe they did over they're overlooking Montreal a little bit here. I know a lot of fans were before the series, including me. But Montreal has shown they counterpunched Vegas. They punched them in the face. And Vegas needs to punch them back. They can't. They they gotta Vegas gotta show why they're the cup favorites. They gotta show it to Montreal. The more Montreal plays with Vegas and the more confident Montreal is that for them to show that they can play with a big dog, quote unquote, Vegas, the more confident they get and the more dangerous they get. And my fear of the Golden Knights old habit of of like losing their confidence, especially last postseason and can't figure out how to score. It's it could start to creep in, creep in again. And it, it, we'll see how mentally strong this team is in this series. If they can't beat Montreal, then they don't deserve the cup. Obviously, obviously, well, they're not going to win it. But if they can't, if if they lose it, uh, if they lose in the cup finals against Tampa Bay or whatever, uh, like, yeah, I got to give kudos to Tampa Bay, but. I do not want to lose to Montreal because of the fact that Vegas is favored. And I don't want us to be labeled as chokers and stuff because a lot of people said the Colorado choked against Vegas. I know uh, Vegas was an equal team considered an equal team on, on paper with Vegas. If Vegas lose to Montreal, then Vegas choked. That's what it is. Vegas choked last year against Dallas. When you're up, up against, when you're favored and you lose a series, I think that's when you can, you're, you're considered chokes, chokers, right? And that's my opinion. That's how I see it. You can, you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but that's just how I see it. Uh, I want to move on to some of the lineup changes. I talked about a, a little bit about Stevenson uh, earlier. But first, we got a few words from our sponsors. So as I've mentioned before, uh, Pete DeBoer was asked about the status of Chandler Stevenson. Pete DeBoer said he's day-to-day, that he should trademark that. That could mean anything. Uh, Thomas knows, I mean, Max Pacioretty was day-to-day for like a month. That's... That's not day to day, but missing Chandler Stevenson is a bigger blow than anyone would uh, have expected. Uh, Chandler Stevenson is not a John Tavares or a Mark Scheifele, which coincidentally uh, was missing after the first game against Montreal. So Montreal has has knocked out the team's one or two C each series now. It's just it's just a really funny coincidence. I'm not gonna read too much into it. It's probably it's people are probably gonna meme it, but it's just it's just a silly coincidence. But losing Chandler Stevenson does a does a few things. One, it really messes up where the lineup. It kind of puts people in places where they don't belong. Last game, they had Nick Waugh start first line 1C. The chemistry wasn't there. 
And I thought Colossar didn't mix well with the third line. I thought, no, take the back. He was okay with the third line. And I, to- I talked about this before last episode. Colossar has just been really good. Because once he got to that 1C, I thought he elevated that 1C, that, that first line, instead of what He helped. He didn't hold Stone and Pacioretty back. He actually helped and contributed. Uh, while going back to that third line, I think was fine. But once you took out Colossar in the fourth line, the fourth line started to get beat a lot. Uh, Reeves tried to play a little bit physical, but I thought he was a little too slow. There was a clip going on Reddit where Reeves tried to hit. I think it was Perry. He was trying to hit Perry and totally whiffed. But the it, it just messes with the lineup. The misfit line stayed intact. Uh, I the, that's gonna stay intact no, as long as those three are healthy, but the rest of the lineup, once you mix it up, it gets really difficult. And and when you what it takes away from the first line, the Stone and Pacioretty line, is a lot of people have talked about this before. Stevenson's speed really complements Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty so so well because it. It backs off the defenders from Stone and Pacioretty. Because a lot when when the other team watch their film, the Golden Knights film, they know that when or if, well, let's say when Mark Stone gets the puck or Max Pacioretty or any of the defensemen, they know that Chandler Stevenson is going to go zoom into the other direction and his speed deserves respect. And then one of the other four players is just going to play that Hail Mary pass to Stevenson. And that what, what the, that does is backs off the defense, which gives ro- more room to Stone and Pacioretty, which they're very good at with a little bit more open space. Missing Stevenson really hurt that dynamic. Colasar is not that fast. Uh, neither is Nick Waugh. Maybe try Yanmark there because Yanmark does is also pretty fast. Uh, and I think Yanmark has played center before. I wouldn't want to try Tuck. I, I mean, maybe try Tuck in there. Oh, one of those guys, maybe put them on center. Maybe try Mark Stone at center. I don't think uh, he's very good at face off. That's that's going to be the problem is the face off dot, right? Um, they if if you put Tuck up there, I. I think that's a good, like an idea that they should throw out uh, to have that stack top six. But it, if you move Tuck up there, you are going to have trouble with your bottom six. You are going to be missing that threat in the bottom six where Alex, Alex Tuck is. And Alex Tuck, as I've noticed, I think I'm not sure if I mentioned this before or, I, uh, or I've tweeted it. But what I've noticed with Alex Tuck uh, is he double shifts with the fourth line sometimes. He plays extra minutes and takes uh, he takes some of Reeves' minutes sometimes because Alex Stuck is that big of a threat. He can create on his own, especially if he has a winger that has speed. Now, I don't know what Pete is going to go in with on Friday or tonight. Uh, who's He's going to start at 1C. Hopefully, I, I want to see either Cody Glass... Cody Glass, please give him a shot. 
I don't know why they're so afraid of giving Cody Glass a shot. He played in a in a pressure situation just earlier this season in in the Pacific Division Finals, and I thought he was the best player in the uh, in the ice on that game. Although it is the AHL, but my point is that Cody Glass is a gamer, and I think they should give him a shot. Or maybe if Krebs is healthy enough, give him a shot. I don't know what the static, uh, status of Noshik is. Maybe give him a shot. Because uh, Patrick Brown, I thought, was a bit of a liability. He did perform really well earlier in the playoffs. So maybe one game, you cannot judge him for one game. But maybe uh, Reeves, take out Reeves. But the the do what it takes to really give the team a jolt especially on the first period because that's what's missing is the first period i think carry price is beatable there's like we talked about this last episode there's so many chances that vegas could have gotten they've beaten uh carry price but just either missed the net hit the post uh and i just rewatched the replay of the uh alec martinez uh a wide open net Carey Price actually made that save but Martinez had could have shot it anywhere else but he shot it right to where uh Price was able to save it's it's quite frustrating but the forward lines needs work they haven't had a goal they've only had one goal which was Yanmark it's it's and it's frustrating to watch, really. They are playing Montreal's game right now. And Montreal is 9-1 this playoffs when they score first. And, and, and that's why I emphasize so much for the Golden Knights to have a strong start and get the first goal. Because, as I've said before, that's the, you got to take out Montreal out of their comfort, uh, comfort zone. Right? But I want to talk a little bit more positives, which is the defense and Alex Petrangelo uh, in particular. But before I talk about the great Alex Petrangelo, uh, let me tell you about Built Bar. If you're looking for a great pregame snack that is both delicious and healthy, Built Bar is the candy bar for you. It is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It has nine delicious flavors like coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. If you haven't tried any of the flavors, you can try our mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. The Belt Bar is also very healthy, high protein, low calories, low sugar, and low carbs, and high fiber. Order today and get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So our defense is our offense. Tell me what's wrong with that. Like I said, forwards need to step up. But I got to give props to our defense, okay? Especially Alex Petrangelo. Throughout the season, I've been one of the biggest Alex Petrangelo defenders in social media. Okay, every 
everywhere, every time people slander Alex Petrangelo, oh, he's not worth the contract, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, give him time. He's fine. He's been, he's hasn't even been that bad. You guys are overreacting and look at him now. If it, if it wasn't for Mark Andre Fleury, I'd put Petrangelo on top of the consmite candidate for Ve- for Ve- if Vegas wins the cup. Or actually, to be honest with you, I would put him above Fleury right now. Alex Petrangelo, especially in the series, he's been carrying this team a lot. He's eating up a lot of minutes. He's great in the defensive zone and he's been creating offense. He's not okay. He, he scored two goals last night. And he got, he, I think he has three goals total in this playoffs, but he has so many shots and he, his presence is felt throughout the ice is everywhere. And people who, who I can't, I can't say this enough. The people who slandered and said we shouldn't have traded for Petro. Come on guys. Who's laughing now, right? I knew Petrangelo is the best one of the best defensemen top five i think in the league and it show and now a lot of nice fans are seeing that with his performance in the playoffs and that's what what we brought him in for right it kind of reminds me of max Pacioretty. i remember during his first year uh he wasn't performing well and he was getting paid seven million I think he was the highest paid player on the team at the time, tied with Marc-Andre Fleury. Fleury was paying, getting paid $7 million, and so was Pacioretty. He was the highest paid player, and people were... And he didn't perform right away. Pacioretty hasn't. He, he's, this is the, that was the first time Pacioretty played for a different team in his entire career. And then he started showing up. And then he started, and now people love him. People love him for how good he is and how he's performed, right? Especially once Mark Stone came in, pressure from Max Pacioretty came off. Mark Stone is the guy now, and Mark Stone relishes on that. So I I love it. But going back to Alex Petrangelo, he... Throughout the season, he's learning a new system. He's learning new teammates. He's learning a new environment. He's learning a new culture. All this during a really weird season where it's not as bad as the bubble, but it's kind of as the same. You're isolated. The world is still not, has not recovered. It has slowly recovered as time went on. And then once Petrangelo started to uh, accumulate, uh, uh, to to adapt and to to feel comfortable in his environment, he started to play at his elite level once again. So my point is, because this is not this is not going to be the first time the Golden Knights is going to sign a big name, high high profile player. Okay, they've known to have done that. A lot of times this is not the first time there's no this won't be the first or last there was the first time or last time they're gonna do it my point is that the next time the golden knights are gonna bring in a high profile player which they probably will be will in the future do not judge him right away do not like 
throw him out of the bus right right away. I understand that you want to you want the guy to produce, right? It shows that you care if you do say those kinds of things. And I appreciate this fan base is growing. This fan base is finding its identity. And but what I really because this is just the way I am. This is what type of fan I am. I want to root for the guy wearing that uniform. I want them to do good. If they're not doing good, I say, hey, he needs to play better. And I think he can. All right. For example, Reeves. I still think Reeves can do better. I still think uh, at the same time, I think he's not our best option. But Reeves at the same time is his cap space and his uh, his position is not as key as Alec Petr- Alex Petrangelo. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's just Alex Petrangelo's performance right now has really, really made a difference, a huge, huge difference in this team. And we are hoping he keeps it up. And like I said, I think he should be the Conn Smythe winner if Vegas right now, if you if you get all the the uh the the from the Minnesota series to the series now, Petro should if the Golden Knights ends up winning the cup right now, I I'd put Petro at the top of that list. I had Flurry there for a bit and I had Marcia So there for a bit. But Marcia So sort of disappeared this series. Flurry kinda let in a few soft ones now, like the one in Colorado, and I think the second goal on game two. There's a little soft, but Petro has been there every single game. And I I put Petro up there, to be honest with you, for the cons might. And that's just my opinion. All right. Uh that's it for me this episode, really. Uh hopefully Vegas can go into Montreal and uh take back home ice. They they need to take at least one. Two would be better. If you remember Minnesota game, we split we we split Vegas, but but uh, the Golden Knights came, went into St. Paul and take uh, took both games, and that was at the time the narrative was Vegas couldn't win in St. Paul and they won two in a row. So Vegas needs to find that. Hopefully that loss woke them up. Find that extra edge, extra oomph. To, to take both games in uh, in Montreal. But that's it for me this episode. Uh, if you want to check out Locked On NHL, they give you all the insight around the league. There's the Eichel drama right now, expansion draft coming on soon. Uh, we just also got, speaking of expansion draft, you also just came out with the Locked On Kraken. I'm not sure if uh, they came out with a new episode yet, but go check it out. Uh, Locked on Canadians, if you want to check out the perspective of the other team we're playing against. And also go check out my other podcast, the Weekly Nightly Podcast. We come out uh, with an episode every Monday, uh, weekly. And there's four of us. Uh, There's Andrew, Dave, and Eric, and me. And they're really good guys. It's just a podcast. It's just like four guys talking in a bar, talking about the Golden Knights and the league, right? Uh, Go So go check that out. Other than that, that's it for me. I still don't know how to end a podcast. So thank you for listening.